What's up, everybody? So this uh, recording was done without me on the show. It was done with Wilson and Ryan. So you're going to hear me pop in and out every now and then like I was actually there. It's going to be a first for all of us. Enjoy. From the mountains to the east to the caves to the west, you're listening to The Real WTH Show. What's up, everybody? Thanks for uh, checking in to another episode of The Real WDH Show. I think this is number 90, 94. I think it's 94, I, I think. 94. I think so. Tell me if that's wrong. Go ahead and uh, record yourself saying the right number, <laughs> and you can add it in later. <laughs> Tommy's going to have fun editing this episode because uh, he's not on it. But I am here virtually and during the edit, my friend. Um, my, my schedule got switched up a little bit, and... Uh, we we didn't line up, but uh, Ryan and I, Ryan from River Ops, uh, our schedules lined up, so we decided to do our own podcast this time, and um, just make Tommy do all the work. That's pretty much all I'm good for, anyways, around here, right? So what's up, Ryan? How you been? We were, we were just talking um, about your grocery store trip, and you're not happy about that, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, things are crazy. I'm good though. Glad to be um, here on the show. Um, I'm, I'm still pissed off about my grocery shopping trip. So. <laughs> I'm going to be pissed off about that, that forever. I think it's insane. I think you're going to have to move further, like east, you know, maybe a little south to be able to get that down a little bit. Well, the thing is, is once we, once we do move, because I think I told, oh, yeah, we talked about where I'm moving. Once yeah. we do move and get a house, then I'll be able to plug in all my freezers. Yeah. And then just, you know, we'll have, be able to have our garden again and hunt. Yeah. And and honestly, that's what a lot of people are going to have to resort to because I think so. You know, I, I work really hard for my paycheck and to take care of my family. And then half of it's going to groceries. Yeah. $150 <laughs> is the average grocery shopping trip. And we didn't buy anything crazy out of the ordinary. And it was $400, $396.37. Ah! Yeah, that's crazy. We we went we did a lot of shopping today too. We went to Target first, which is a mistake. Yep. And um I, I bought a new game and a controller for my PS5. So that that was a hundred and like forty dollars right there just for that. Nice flex, Wilson. Nice flex. Guy spends four hundred dollars on groceries and you're sitting here talking about PS5 stuff. Nice. Each thing Dude, was... you get a twelve gauge shotgun for that. <laughs> Not in California. <laughs> um oh that's right uh and then we bought some other stuff there i forget what it was though it wasn't that much but it ended up being like over 200 dollars total and then we went to home depot and that was a another actually home depot wasn't bad home depot kind of sucked so we went to lowe's lowe's was like 200 bucks 
and then we went to Costco and that was like another 200 some bucks. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's things, things are just getting crazy. That's Um, how they, that's how they're getting us is, uh, everyday stuff to survive. And you wonder why everybody's flipping over there in those independent States, you know, the, the, what do you call it? The purple States. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got so many articles on my phone that popped up like, Hey, this is what's going on. Like Yahoo news. They're super left, left wing, but it just, I don't know why it just all of a sudden pops up like a little article on my phone randomly. I never signed yeah. up for that. It just does it. But usually they listen. <laughs> yeah. It, usually it's super liberal. Like it's all Democrat centered, you know, it leans that way. And the, the last few articles that have popped up are like Joe Biden's uh, approval rating is the lowest it's ever been and lowest for any president and all this stuff. I was like, man, they're like saying the bad things about it now. That saves billions of gallons of gasoline. I mean, billions of uh, two point, I think it's $2.3 billion worth of, excuse me, $500 billion in savings and two point something billion metric tons of CO2 going in the air. Like that's how bad it's because they all went to the grocery store too. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. But you know, while I was out, I did, I did, um, get some, some beers. So I think we can real quick, just go, I might've actually talked about this. Actually, you know what? I haven't talked about it yet. Cause it's a new one. Beers and cheers. Okay. So man, this is weird. Yeah, <laughs> I feel weird doing all this without, especially without the sound clips. Like Tommy done this before without him with other people on, but no sound clips is weird. Um, but I don't know if you've ever, you, you don't drink that much, right, Ryan? Um, I used to drink a, a lot, a lot. And, but now I don't drink at all. Okay. So have you ever heard of Hop Valley Brewing Company? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So they came out with a cryo hop like variety pack. And hmm. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what cryo hops are. I asked Scott one time at thin line and he told me, and I totally forgot about it because I mentioned, <laughs> I'd mentioned this to him before. Um, but they do like three specific flavors. Like there's, there's an Imperial one, which is like a double IPA. Um, yeah. and there's one that's just like a regular IPA. They're all called something stash and the regular IPA is like hmm. bubble stash. And then there's a mango stash. Um, and then there's a mystery flavor that they throw in there. The last time I forget Ooh. what it was. It was something good last time, but I forget, but I, I got the same variety pack again, but the mystery flavor was different. So this one is a uh, pineapple stash house. So uh, it's pineapple a pineapple stash house. That yeah. sounds, uh, I feel like that's either going to be really good really bad yeah i know i haven't tried it yet uh my wife has and she she doesn't like these she said they taste tinny but i i i mean all the other ones that i have she doesn't like ipas so all the other ones i've tried are good um but if anybody's out there and they see it target because this is always at target hop valley has a variety pack it's a good one but i'm gonna open this one what a beautiful sound i know (laughs) he was supposed to open it during the sound clip and there we go. I don't really taste pineapple. I can kind of smell it. What What are you cheers into, though? Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to. You okay. Might, okay. You might, you might like it. I'm sure I will. 
we're quite like-minded. You know, I can, I can, the more that I try it and more I can taste like the pineapple flavor in it. Is that, is the pineapple like rolling around on the back of the sides of your tongue? Yeah. Kinda? Yeah. 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 That, like that aftertaste when you breathe out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. Um, this one God, is. I miss beer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like me, Ryan. Don't give in. Uh, I won't. What does it say? Uh, Simcoe cryo hops from our secret stash combined with real pineapple puree create this tropical delight of pineapple haze. Um, this is 6.7% and 31 IBUs. I can tell that it's only 31 IBU, IBUs because it's not very. It, it doesn't kind of watery. That not watery it just doesn't have that bite you know that that yeah that hoppy bite. bite yeah um it's not bad not my favorite i would definitely drink I, the other three that came in the variety pack over this one but not bad for a uh i ran out of beer and this is in the fridge type of thing yeah i'd nice. probably give it like a three maybe a 2.75 out of five it's a middle of the road beer nice i'll probably like it more by the end just keep drinking it. <laughs> That's how all beer works. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you asked you asked about the cheers. So I did. Um, we have Veterans Day coming up on Thursday, which is what's today, Sunday? Yeah. Wow, it's coming yeah. out quick. I didn't even realize it. I know. Um, so today, uh, that is what the cheers is going out to, all our veterans out there. Um, cause they sacrifice a lot. And, uh, I, I talked to you a lot about, um, the guy with, uh, the sheriff's department up here. Um, he was, a he was, a it was some like elite army ranger battalion or something like 75th something. Does that ring a bell at all 70, to you? 75th. Yeah. I think that's the 75th ranger battalion. I think so. Or, I think, I don't know. I've been out for so long, dude. It's, <laughs> I could find it, but, um, I was you know, in almost how like long? 18 years ago. I got, well, wow. 15, 16, I got out in 07. Everything's changed. Four, I don't remember. 14, yeah, 14 years ago now. Yeah, if I would have stayed in, I'd be two years from retirement. Yeah. My cousin yeah. would have been retiring soon, but he uh, he ended up passing away before that could happen. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I want to cheers all the veterans. I mean, we got you. Uh, and thankfully we still have you cause, uh, you know, my life is a little bit better now. You even, you've even helped me through some things already. And we've known each other. How long, like a couple months, maybe. Yeah. 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 A couple, three, maybe something like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, veterans, I'm glad, need, need I'm glad a, I could be there. Oh yeah. Veterans need a lot of support. Um, some people, get in get out and they're fine some people get in get out and they need some help and uh we need some to people there. get in and they don't they don't get out exactly get yeah um so cheers to all the veterans out there thank you for your service thank you for the freedom oh you don't have absolutely cheers cheers to that it's all right cheers to that <laughs> absolutely if i did I, I would pour out a little bit for all the other veterans yeah, this is probably going to be somewhat of a, a shorter episode just because we're on a little bit of a time constraint and I don't want to keep Ryan away from his family too long. Where did I get a bunch of messages from? Oh, good. <laughs> My wife just sent me a message. She said, 
Oh, I thought it was almost eight. I didn't set the clocks back in the kitchen. Oh, the clocks are going back? They went back this morning. It's only seven o'clock right now. <laughs> the car says 7.56, and I'm like, God, we got to get this going. <laughs> Since this is a first for me, um, listen to the bromance in three, two, one. Uh, uh, wasn't that just adorable? That's All right. cool. So, uh... Real quick, I'm, I I gave you a little bit of a rundown. You asked for a one word, uh, one word description of the three articles I had. Um, mm-hmm. First one I gave you was a cold case. This is kind of cool. Um, over in New York, there was a guy back in 1976, George Clarence Seats. He left his home in Queens to get a haircut. He never came back. His disappearance wow. drew little attention at the time and was all but forgotten in the 45 years that followed. But decades later, Seats was at the center of a much more modern mystery, one that captivated amateur online detectives and led investigators down high-tech high trails seeking clues. So this last week, they ended up... There was a lady um, back in 1976. I think she was like 8 or 10 years old, something like that. And she came forward, I think it was in 2019, and said, hey, I never came forward because I was scared that I would have like repercussions, people would come after me, that type of thing. But this one day, my uncle came home and he cut up a body and buried it in like the backyard area. And she was like eight or 10 10 years old at the time. Dude, so, no way. <laughs> so in 2019, she goes to, to the FBI or the police department and says this. And she's like, it's buried right back here. You can go look. So they go, they take a cadaver dog with them. A bunch of cops show up. They start digging up this yard behind this uh, like burrow in Queens. And they end up finding bones like pieces, pieces of, of a body all throughout the yard that were buried in different spots. So they got them all together and they're like, who could this be? And they look back in their cold cases and everything. They saw that uh, seats was one of the people back in 1976 that left, never came home. So Mm -hmm. they looked a little deeper into this and they figured out that seats was a man who didn't trust banks. So most of the time he had all his money on him and he is actually a World War One veteran. So he went out to get a haircut wow. one time, and it was not uncommon for seats to go out and walk around with two to three thousand dollars in cash on him because he didn't trust the banks. So they figured out that he went to get a haircut. Somebody figured out he had all this money. They killed him and robbed him and then buried his body in the backyard. Guess who killed him? Just arraigned like last week on murder charges. Oh. It was the barber that he goes to get his haircut from. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. No way. Yeah. So these guys, they ran their barber shop until the, like, mid-80s. So a whole, like, 10 <laughs> years after all this happened, and they still ran their barber shop. Then uh, another lady took over and made it into, like, a hair salon. And um, – the FBI or, or whoever was looking into this went to that place and said, Hey, do you know this? I think his name was like Mora or something like that. Um, but they're like, do you know this guy? And she goes, no, I never met him. I took over the shop after he closed down, but 
I always had people coming in and oh, I got to find the quote that she says, people coming in talking about how they used to know those people. Mata is his last name. So, uh, Jones told the officers the truth. She did not know them, but during her time managing the space from 2016 to 2019, she said that random men also stopped by asking if she knew the Matas and telling stories about them. Quote, crazy stuff that they was in, that they was into gambling, dog fighting. She said, Oh my God, the stories I heard. So these, oh, wow. these were not good people that, uh, that own this barbershop. And yeah. Um, I forget, uh, the, the guy who like actually owned the barbershop is the one that they arraigned on murder, but yeah. 45 year old coast or coast case that they ended up solving. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. That's, that's crazy stuff. And for some reason, I don't know why, but like the true crime podcasts are like the highest rated podcasts ever. Like besides Joe Rogan, you got Joe Rogan. And then under that is like 20 true crime podcasts that are like the top podcasts in the world. Hmm. Yeah. Nobody will ever beat Joe Rogan. Um, what? No, I don't think so. I mean, we're, we're, we're close, you know, but nice save Wilson. Nice save. <laughs> Like like right behind, mm-hmm. like tailing them. I really taste the pineapple now. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's the beer talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. Let's see. I got this other one, and uh, Tommy is. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna do this thing too. We're gonna talk to Tommy in the future. So I'm gonna ask Tommy right now. Hey, what's your opinion on that uh, that cold case that was just solved? So now he's going to have to do some more editing and add in his response right here. (laughs) He's going to be like, what the hell? (laughs) Either that or he's just going to take it all out. But uh, that's fine. No, that's a pretty cool story, man. Um, It kind of reminds me of like a like an old school movie or some sort of movie where like a kid saw something and they shouldn't have seen it. And then the family's after him or um I think I mentioned this before that movie Mercury Rising with Bruce Willis and the autistic kid and like he witnessed a crime or something and the family was after him um but he was like too afraid to say something it kind of reminded me a little bit of that so cool story mang um so I got I got this other one and Tommy's going to have to do more editing here because this is an earthly oddity The real WTH show presents earthly oddities there is a area in a desert what's it called the atacama desert in chile and there's just a bunch of glass all over the desert like slabs huge slabs of glass all over the desert and they've been trying to figure out why there's glass everywhere And uh, they have finally, they think they figured it out. Um, They said that this happened some 12,000 years ago. Um, uh, This glass measured up to a foot and a half in length. I think that's depth. I think it's depth because there's a picture on here. It's weird too. It it doesn't really look like glass. It looks like, you you know those tables, the wood tables? That will make you get the wood. Where they fill them with resin. Yeah, it, it looks like that resin. It's like a green color. It's weird. Let me let me see. Weird, dude. That's weird. 
But uh, initially, one theory suggested that they were created during intense grass fire. But the new peer-reviewed study published this week in Geology says that can be ruled out. The glass objects contain minerals often found in extraterrestrial rocks and share some of the same composition as a space rock called Wild 2, a comet examined by NASA on its Stardust mission. So they figured out that all these giant slabs of glass are from a comet hitting the desert at some point, and the uh, temperatures ended up reaching close to 3,000 degrees. So it was melting the sand and creating glass. Jeez. I mean, that makes sense, but that's crazy. I know. I did, always you, heard th- uh, did you hear about that, uh, that they're, they think they found, like, mountains and valleys like inside the earth i think yeah because people started talking about the hollow earth theory again i read about this article or i read this part slightly read it i didn't get through it because my son woke up from his nap but there was a an article talking about there was a huge earthquake uh i think like bolivia or something like years ago and it but it was massive where they felt the like some of the tremors in canada wow but they were talking about, gosh, I wish I could have read the whole article, but talking about the mountains and valleys inside the earth, like way down deep inside the earth. Yeah, I remember because a lot of the podcasts I listen to are, are big into like conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And uh, one of them was talking about hollow earth theory. And I think they mentioned an article that had just come out talking about all the mountains and valleys that are down in the earth. That'd yeah, be, that'd like, be weird. What, like, and then there's a, there's another thing talking about how they just discovered that there's part of a, like a planet encrusted inside the moon. So like maybe the moon pulled some stuff onto it from like gravity or something like that and created like an outer layer around a planet. I don't even know. That's weird. But the whole moon is just like dust and rocks. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, what is it called? Overlords? over overlord something like that it's where there's like nazis on the on the moon yeah yeah (laughs) they got some space base up there real time fact check wilson is wrong that movie is called iron sky not overlords thank you speaking of movies i've I've seen some stuff uh some on some articles and stuff that have like pointed out some very straight line angles and stuff on the moon and it's like what is going on like it's just just weird (laughs) speaking speaking of weird movies i don't know if how many episodes you've listened to but we've done a few movie reviews on some of my favorite movies some of them being uh la valanchula is a big one and um we did llamageddon too so um wow but there's yeah (laughs) but um have you ever seen sharknado the greatest movie in the world. No. Any of them. No, There's like seven no, now no, or something. No, okay. I have not you... seen any of the 55 <laughs> Sharknados. Do you know who the main guy is in that movie? No. It's Ian Ziering. And actually, I think that maybe if you shave the beard, you might look like him a little bit. Possibly. Is he a decent looking human? Yeah, he's not bad. Yes, baby girl. Oh, okay. If I, if I get on with the sheriff's department, I'm going to have to shave my whole face. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to shave my beard though. <laughs> You're gonna have to, unless you go to NARC I look or something like that. Because uh, all, okay. all the narcs have a beard. Uh, I mean, all right, I guess. 
<laughs> I, I think you could get it. But um, my wife and I, we were scrolling through all the stuff that's on demand on, on Dish Network the other night. And I figured out a movie that Tommy and I are going to be reviewing at some point on a podcast. I've already watched it and it is great, just like Sharknado, um, oh but God. better, I think. No, um, they're all, everything's better than Sharknado. <laughs> but well, better, definitely better than the last Sharknado. So the first Sharknado was original and it, it was awesome. Um, but this movie <laughs> is called Zombie Tsunami and it stars. Ian Ziering again in another oh sci-fi B movie. But yeah, if in case you didn't ah. know, sci-fi B movies are like some of my, my favorite movies ever. So I'll, <laughs> I'll always watch something like that just because it's so dumb and so unrealistic that it, it's like critters. It, yeah, it ends up being funny. I did watch all of the critters. Yeah, that's I mean, those aren't those aren't bad. I, I lean more toward you have to watch. Okay. Did you ever watch police Academy? No, you didn't. I no, feel I like I really watched a lot of TV. Well, these are old movies like, though. I watched like adventure stuff or, uh, like survival or gruesome, like horrific, totally crazy, scary horror movies. Okay. I can't stand like slasher movies, but if it's like, will make you piss your pants because you're so scared kind of stuff i love that like stuff. uh wh what was that one where he's where he's like until looking through start. his looking through <laughs> his binoculars at the neighbor's house dang it what's disturbia disturbia, disturbia Isn't that one where he good. goes over and then his mom's capturing his school rescuer or something i forget disturbia I was good <laughs> and then there there's some movies that I, maybe it was the conjuring that like we watched uh, the, the first one Conjuring was okay it was okay. I can't remember. There, there's one that like we watched the first one and we were like, nope, nope. And then the second one came out and we we didn't even watch it just because it was it was too much. The movie Wilson's thinking of is Insidious, not The Conjuring. I remember him talking to me about this movie and how scared he was. Because I'm a good friend and I listen when he talks to me. Yeah, is those it, are okay. But you know, it's a crazy scary one. Well, not really scary, but it's just. It's, it's pretty messed up like it's insane a little bit it is hereditary it's it's nuts or um oh shoot i was just talking to tommy about this one the other day uh 2018 shoot, film what was that one i'll have to ask Matriarch him about it maybe family passes away her daughter and grandchildren begin to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry trying to outrun the sinister fate they have inherited the movie ryan was trying to think of was called hell house I think I've heard of this movie. You got to watch it. It's insane. Do you ever it's watch sick. Midsummer? <laughs> Fun fact. Without even knowing it, Ryan and Wilson both listed two movies that were directed by the same director. Ari Aster directed Hereditary and Midsummer. Um, I don't think so. Oof, that's a weird one. That's, it's weird because everything happens in the daylight. So it's a scary movie where it, it's like some like um like uh what's that 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 uh compound in in uh texas what was that called where they like all drank the juice and wilson got his cults mixed up here he was thinking of jim jones which was the massacre at um jonestown now he was uh actually referring to um i believe david koresh in waco texas which was the branch davidians 
Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't yeah. remember the name of it though. I just said the name of it, Ryan. Weren't you listening? But it's it's based. It's a story based on like a place like that, where they oh. go. But it's like it's weird because everything happens during the day. Um, you know, you know what once scared me like horribly, the Blair Witch Project. Really? <laughs> yeah. So Aren't they I'll, remaking I'll make, it? I'll, yeah, I don't know, probably, but because it was like one of the first video or camera movies. So when that came out, I thought it was like a real documentary. I mean, I, I did was too. I was okay. young, but then I then I figured out it wasn't. But I'm in. I was a kid. I was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah. But I spent the night at my buddy's house, and he had a house way out in the woods, right? And his yeah. mom and dad worked nights. Okay, she was a nurse, and he worked. I don't remember, but they worked nights. Anyway, um, I was over there after school, and he like lives at the end of the road, like way at the end of the road. Where the pavement stops, the dirt road goes, and he's at the end of that. <laughs> okay. And he's got like this giant his parents have this huge garden so the deer can't get into it. And then like two fencing like setups though, so that the bears won't get in. And the neighbor is probably 75 yards, maybe a hundred yards through the woods. You could just barely see the porch light from their porch light. But we never went outside when the lights were out because it was dark and we were kids. And I don't like that shit. So <laughs> he got the Blair Witch Project from a guy at school who recorded it. Okay. And he was like, dude, we got to watch this movie. On and I'm VHS. like, all right, cool. On VHS. Yeah. Recorded <laughs> video cassette tape or uh, yeah, VHS tape. So his dad came in and said, I don't want you watching that shit. And his dad was not a pleasant human being, but he said, I don't want you watching that. Don't you touch that VCR. And he's like, yeah, okay, dad. So as soon as he left, we put it in the VCR <laughs> and we watched it. And it was like, I was terrified. I was terrified. Like I didn't, I didn't want to go to sleep and I wanted to go home, but I wasn't walk, I wasn't going outside. There's no way. Anyway. So he went to take the, the video out of the VCR. So there's, you know, he didn't want his dad to find out and it got and it stuck. Got stuck. I knew it. And we could not get it out, dude. We and I'm like, I'm panicking, and I'm like, I was worried for him because his, you know, his dad would whoop his ass. And he's like, <laughs> my dad's gonna kick my ass. And I'm like, gosh, that sucks. And I'm like, I'm going home in the morning though. Like, <laughs> I don't care. But I was like, we're not sleeping tonight, dude. Let's go make some snacks. But downstairs and all the lights were on. And I'm like, I'm not, I'll starve. I'm not going anywhere. Keep the lights <laughs> on. I'm sitting right here, but my back against the wall. I was I was just terrified. So he's like, no, we have to go to the neighbor's house because we have to have get somebody to help us get the VCR out because my dad will really kick my ass. And I'm like, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to run the through like, the woods. Yeah, I'm like, there's no, there is absolutely no way I'm running through the woods with you. So we're on the porch getting ready to run through the woods because we have to go get the VCR fixed. And I'm like, we're like, okay, let's do this. And he's like, here, you grab one side of the VCR and I'll grab the other. So like, we'll be connected still. And I'm like, yeah great that sounds great <laughs> we're walking like side by side holding this vcr just staring like and we're just speed walking as fast as you can but if you start walking faster then you start have you have to walk faster and then you start running you know when you start freaking yourself out because she was right there she was gonna get us she came all the way yeah. from maine or whatever to come you know and get us <laughs> anyway so we got to the neighbor as soon as we hit the neighbor's yard we were sprinting and we got to the door and we pounding on the door and this old man opens the door and we like barge in and we're like, oh my God, help us. <laughs> anyway, so he helps. The best part's coming up. He helps us put the VCR, right? Gets it out. 
He's like, all right, boys, do you want to ride? And we're like, no, it's okay. <laughs> so we walk back through the woods and about 30 yards from his house, you could just see his porch light. He takes off and leaves me. <laughs> so I'm standing in the woods with the VCR frozen. And I'm like, you, you, you left me. You, you left. I'm like whispering, like all angrily, like you left me, you left me. Like we're not friends anymore. And I'm like, I'm done for. I'm done for. At this point, I'm, I'm accepting like the Blair Witch. She's here. She's about to like whatever she does. That's gonna happen. So I, I like slowly make my way over there, and I'm going past the car, and he jumps out to scare me, <laughs> and I throw the VCR at him, and it falls on the ground and breaks into pieces anyway. <laughs> so uh, I went home and he got his ass kicked. That's great. Oh man. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, and to this day I won't watch Blair Witch Project. I can't remember the last time I saw. It. I think I only watched it once. I don't think I ever that's watched. Once it is enough. Once is enough. Or Paranormal Activity. Oh yeah, dude, so, I watched that one and I slept with the lights on for three days. Not gonna lie. What about uh I think there I think it was called VHS. Did you ever watch that? No. I, I know what you're talking about, but I never watched that. Dude, that one's messed up. It's like they just Is watch it? VHS tapes of like um what are they called? The like murder murder tapes. There's a name for them. Oh wow. Uh, I think what Wilson's talking about right here is snuff films. But don't quote me on it. I'm not um a big partaker, if you know what I mean. Oh, gosh. You know, it's a really crazy one. It's Sinister. Maybe that's the movie I'm thinking of. Yeah, they watch the films. They put the films in, and it's like all the kids, like, brutally murdering their parents. Yeah. And their whole families, like, brutally, like, with yeah. a lawnmower and all kind. Oh, God. It's insane. And with <laughs> Tom, the music, like. <sighs> Tommy's used a lawnmower to kill something before. And there it is. There's the uh, the weekly Tommy killed a cat, which he didn't. It was already dead comment. Thanks, Wilson. Also, VHS is a real movie. It's uh, basically an anthology series, so it's like a bunch of different stories that wrap around to one main story with them watching the original VHS tape. I'm glad you said something, because I thought you were about to say some one, and I was <laughs> going to have to exit not the podcast. <laughs> no. That's, uh, yeah. If they keep making the groceries go up like this, I'm busting out a lawnmower to kill someone. <laughs> so so back in, that reminds me, back in the day, I used to live in uh, Arizona, out in Flagstaff. Uh, have you ever been there? Okay. I've driven through there in my semi before, yeah. Okay. Have you seen all the elk in that area? Yes. Oh, well, when I was a wildland firefighter, I did a season years, like 13, 12 years ago. And it was in... Um, Arizona and New Mexico, the, the, it was the wallow fires, like the biggest in state history. But we, I mean, there was thousands of elk everywhere. It was yeah. insane. All running because everything was on fire. But So we, we lived in Flagstaff and the, you have, uh, I mean, Flagstaff, Arizona in itself is a very liberal state when it comes to wildlife. So mm -hmm. it's very hard to get tags over there elk like there's people who have lived there 40 years put in for an elk tag every year for 40 years still haven't gotten an elk tag that's, that's insane why. there's so many there's so many there that's why and there's some of the biggest like in the yeah, world are there well, in the united states um so we used to go fishing um at a lake called lake mary i think it was called mm -hmm. lake mary, or it was somewhere around there 
Um, but there was like lower Lake Mary and upper Lake Mary. And the, the, the day before we'd gone fishing and you have to drive down a dirt road. So we're driving down this dirt road and I'm in my buddy's car. My brother's following behind us in his truck. Uh, we start driving down this road and you can all of a sudden just feel the ground shaking. And I was like, is there an earthquake or is it just that bumpy? And he stops, he stops his car and the ground is, you can feel it shaking. I was like, what is going on? You look over and there's a herd of like six, 700 elk just coming through the forest. They run right in front of us across the road. And we have to sit there for like five, 10 minutes waiting for them to go by. That's how many there are. And as this is going on, like I, I like, lean out the window and my brother leans out his window and he yells he goes hey just drive they'll move and i was like no we're not going to do that so that happened the day before right the next day we're going fishing again we start to we're we're still on the paved road at this point and i'm i'm with my brother so it's me and my brother by by ourselves this time my friend's not there we're driving down the road and there's some elk in the middle of the road so we're like oh he slows down a little bit, goes into the uh, oncoming lane. It's like four in the morning, so there's nobody there. Goes into the oncoming lane, goes around the elk. There's a couple more elk on the other side of the guardrail, like off the road. He starts to come back into the the right lane that he's supposed to be in, and one of the, the elk decides, oh, this is a good time to jump over the guardrail into the road right in front of us. So, oh, no. So we hit it. And we carried it. I don't know how fast we were going. We carried it pretty far though, like 20 yards. It it was on the hood. Like I remember seeing (laughs) that elk's eyeball plastered against the windshield. And I thought I was going to die. Luckily it was a cow because if it, if it was a bull, I think I would have died. It would have like impaled me. Um, But I remember seeing it and it like got hit on the corner on the side that I was on the passenger side. It's butt spun around, hit my door. And then it fell onto the, the, the pavement and it got up, jumped over the guardrail and ran down. Into, I think it's upper Lake Mary, but at that point it was dry. It had the, the lake had dried out. So it ran Uh down into the dry lake bed and I go to try and get out and I can't get out. The door's all messed up because the elk hit it, right? <laughs> so I have to like kick yeah. it open. We get out and we look. And my brother's truck, I mean, it's its dented. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life. But that was awesome. <laughs> but sorry about your car, man. But we weren't really going that fast. So its it's yeah. dented, but it's not dead. So I called my dad and I was like, I, I think I was, I was probably 13, 14, maybe at this time, my brother yeah. had just gotten his license. So he was 16 and I was like, dad, uh, we just hit an elk and this is it like four in the morning. He goes, damn it. He goes, <laughs> well, is it dead? And I was like, I don't know. I can hear it down there, like making noise. And yeah. then as I'm talking to him, it stops making noise. I was like, Oh, it stopped making noise now. He goes, go check it. I was like, all right. So my brother and I were walking down. We get down to the dry lake bed. We see it laying there. And we get within like, I don't know, 25, 30 feet of it. We start throwing rocks at it to see if it's going to get up. We're hitting it with rocks. (laughs) It's not moving. So I was like, I think it died. He goes, make sure it's dead. I said, all right. So we walk over there 
and we get yeah, close enough the eye. to where we're like we're kicking it and stuff and i look and i was like it's it's not breathing it's not moving we're kicking it and he goes all right arizona is a is a salvage tag state right so if you hit an animal on the road you can get a salvage tag and take that animal home so that you can butcher it and eat it so i told my dad i was like i think it's dead he goes all right I'm going to, I'm going to call you back. I'm going to call a sheriff right now and get a salvage tag so we can get some meat out of this. So nice. <laughs> he called the sheriff, the sheriff's deputy got there and we're sitting there on the tailgate and we showed him, showed him the elk and he walks back up. He goes, all right, I'm going to write this tag out for you. And, uh, if we had bought a bunch of donuts that morning, right. So, <laughs> so they're sitting on the tailgate there and like, I think it was my brother. He like pushes the box over closer to the, to the deputy. <laughs> and he's like, I know you want some. And the uh, guy's like, not all cops like donuts. And I was like, but you do. And he ended up eating one. And then uh, uh, the guy's like, all right, here's your salvage tag. He goes, um, I don't want to see you guys back out here with spears on the front of your truck. Since now you know that you can just get a salvage tag when you when you hit an animal. And <laughs> my brother gets the tag from him and he looks at him and he goes, Well, is this reusable? <laughs> and, the, and the deputy looks at him and goes, You're not too bright, are you? <laughs> oh, Jesus. But it was great. We ended up going down, gutting it down there, threw it in the back of my brother's truck that we hit it in, drove it home. We hung it in the tree in our front yard which at the time my dad was managing a funeral home over there. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened to be a house that the funeral home owned, which was like attached to the parking lot of the funeral home. Right. Oh no. And as we're, we're like skinning this elk and cutting it up, there is a funeral <laughs> oh, service no. leaving. So people are walking out of the funeral home <laughs> after a funeral service. They see this dead elk hanging. Oh in the tree. no. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Oh man. I just got burned into their memories forever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But that was an awesome lead in for my last story. Okay, let's do because it. Because I told you, I gave you, I gave you one word for this story to describe it. And it was uh, wildlife. wildlife. So um, this is actually an elk story. Okay. There we go. So it'll, it'll be that video right at the top of it. <laughs> Please be smart. <laughs> Human beings are so dumb. This is a lot of dead space that Tommy's going to have to edit out. It is. Um, so <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a little background while you're, while you're watching this. Um, in Colorado, I forget what town it says in that article somewhere, but uh, there was a, a big herd of elk in this like park in the middle of the city, and there was a big bull elk that was there. And if you don't know, a bull elk is the male elk, and it has big antlers this one is is extremely large and um people were recording it and there's a lot of tourists over there so they're all like oh this is so exciting we're seeing animals um so they're they all have their phones out um at one point another oh my god <laughs> <laughs> another another bull elk comes down Whoa, he said get out of here <laughs> he, he says go that way <laughs> And another bull oh elk God. comes down 
And um, the guy that the video is, uh, who's recording on this, he he's he lives there, so he knows <laughs> about the elk, and he sees that this other bull elk is coming down to like uh, uh. fight for territory, right? Because um, the the big one that was already there starts like growling and stuff and stomping, so he knows like, oh, it's gonna go down here. But the tourists don't know that, so they end up. Um, one of the tourists is like walking by for some reason. The 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 two elk got with separated. his hands in his pockets. <laughs> with his hands in his pockets, he's walking by this like area, oh. and the guy who's recording goes, uh, "Sir, watch out! Sir, sir, watch out!" And the guy walks right in front of the elk, and the elk is like, "Nope, get out of he here!" Says, get out of here! And goes and just like picks him up with its antlers and tosses him over this this brick concrete wall. And the guy lands on his head. But God, I saw that. I'm gonna have to send it to Tommy so that he knows what we're talking about. Yeah, um, and that's he can awesome. Watch it too, and and he can give us his opinion on it right now. Okay, first of all, you never sent me the video, so I had to go find it, which was fun because I went through a bunch of funny videos of elk hitting people that got dangerously too close. So I believe I did find the one that you're talking about. I think it was Estes Park, Colorado, and this elk had some massive antlers and one i'm not sure if you've ever been up close to an elk before but they are way bigger than deer so that guy was just an idiot for just thinking he could just walk right by it but ultimately he got what he deserved and then the lady that came up after him was equally as dumb because she was way too close but i didn't even plan that segue i, I didn't plan on telling you my my hitting the elk That's story a, that was a good one it was, was a really good i one. didn't even realize it was a segue till the end of my story and i was like oh my last story is about an elk this is perfect yeah, so you, you accidentally winged it really yeah. well yeah like i said this i don't even know how long this has been it doesn't give me a timer on here uh a little over half an hour oh like yeah 38 minutes i think so like i said this is probably going to be a little bit shorter episode normally we do like an hour ish but uh, this is what yeah, happens. I gotta when get I... up at, I gotta get up at twelve fifty for work. Dude, like, like midnight fifty. Yeah, midnight fifty. I gotta get up. Start getting Jesus. ready because I gotta, I gotta get up. I gotta get all my lunch stuff squared away, and then I, I gotta train and lift, and I gotta run a mile or two. Jeez. Then I gotta feed my son his, you know, wee hours in the morning bottle and change his diaper and get ready to go, and then I clock in at zero three fifty five. Oh wow. That's early. Yeah, but I like it. Yeah. Because everything's quiet. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's sleeping and having lovely that's, dreams. That's what I realized like these last two days because normally I work weekends, right? So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't go anywhere on the weekends. I, I go to work. I come home. That's it. And then uh-huh. I'm off like Tuesday through Thursday every other Friday. And during those days, you go out to a store and or a restaurant and you know there's not that many people there these last two days like today at costco was one of the worst days of my life i hate being around big crowds of people oh my god me too costco was packed and i was like we got like 25 30 minutes in i was like all right we need to wrap this up it's time to go yeah like i'll tell my wife i'm like we'll we'll be all so like can we go to target yeah, babe, that's cool. I'll go to Target. She'll go to Sportsman's or whatever with me, even though she loves guns and everything else too. But I'll go into Target. And, yeah, no problem. We'll walk around Target. It's not a big deal. And about 54 seconds into being in Target, I'm like, <laughs> I should have stayed in the car. 
Like, what, <laughs> what am I doing? And I'll, she'll be like, you all right? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, what do you need? What do you need in the store? Let's get it and, and go get out. out to the car now. And she's like, oh, look at these towels, babe. And I'm like, yeah, those are great. Get them. Get them or leave them. Let's go. They sure are. What color I do bet, you want? I I'll bet they dry them. you Let's off. Get them. Yep, these are soft. These feel su- supple. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Crowds and sportsmen, though, I like it because they're all the same. They're just like, they're quiet. They don't yeah, want to talk yeah, to anybody. You don't have to worry Everybody's about doing their own sportsmen's, thing. Bass Pro is a little different. Yeah. You have some of the, like, I mean, the Bass Pro here Bass in Rockland is, isn't that bad because it's not in the ghetto. But like you go to Manteca, there's a lot of gangs around there. So you have like the gang banger type that come in to get like fishing stuff because they always go fishing for some reason. But uh, Rockland's not too bad. Yeah. Catfish, sturgeon, stuff like that. Yeah. I I like hanging out at the gun shop. But so this guy at the gun shop, this is speaking of that. So I've got an AR that I'm picking up on Friday. Anyway, I want. I want to change some of the hardware on it to the tan, the coyote tan. Yeah. So I'll have a you know, black upper, black lower, black barrel, black handguard. And then I want, like, I want to change out my, my, I got a sweet buttstock. I want to change that out for tan, the, the grips tan, and then eventually some tan magazines. Um, they had a sale. So I, I bought 30 magazines for five, five, six. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I want to get like, I think we're going to get 20 more. Oh, 50. Anyway, because uh, we got her an AR too. Just in case the zombie tsunami her. comes for you. Yeah, totally. Or yeah. the sharks and the tornado, yeah. you know? Yeah. Anyway, um, so I was talking to the, you know, the guy at the gun shop. He's like, he's great. I was talking to him about it. And this old man's like, he's like chimes in, you know, and he's being funny. And I'm not really i'm funny like with you or my wife <laughs> and then the rest of the people it's like just a deadpan yeah. i don't want to talk to you <laughs> and don't talk to me because i don't just don't and he's like starts making fun of the fact that i want to he's like oh you want to color coordinate your rifle isn't that cute and i'm like yeah. and i'm looking at the me? guy the, the guy at the gun shop and i looked at my wife and my wife's looking at me and she's like what the fuck? <laughs> excuse, the, not, excuse the mouth but and i'm like yeah like and he's like oh, you know laughing like he's being funny and i'm like uh like do you i mean are those dentures or real teeth like do you want to keep them <laughs> get away from me what are you even talking to me for that's funny i asked my wife when we got in the car and i was like was he joking <laughs> that irritated me like no, mind your business i i so i've been i've been building an ar with with the other ryan from msr for yeah i don't know like two years now and i've got mm-hmm. the lower all done I just need to do the upper, but I want to do the same thing. I want to, I want to Cerakote it some way or buy parts that are already Cerakoted because I want to use mine for hunting as well, because I'm, I'm doing it in a six, five Grindel caliber, not the, the normal two, two, three, five, five, six, you know, but I, I put it on the AR 15 platform so that I could build a separate like two, two, three, five, five, six upper for like when I have it at home, you know? Yeah. Um, or just build two. I'm going I, I to mean, talk to I could when I pick up my AR 15 on Friday and my wife's AR 15, I'm going to talk to him and start looking at the, some base models to start building on for an AR 10 for hunting and for AR 10. A lot of knows. people are going towards the, uh, six, five Creedmoor 
for that. I don't know. I went with the Grindel because it was still in the AR-15 platform. Like I said, I could switch between the the, the two calibers if I wanted to. And mm-hmm. I I mean, in California, it's rare to get a shot over 100 yards at a deer. You know, there's so many trees, especially where I go. It's just like you're lucky if you're getting a shot at 50 yards. You right. Know? So I didn't need a lot of distance. So I figured the the six five Grindel would be okay. Yeah, but if you need parts and stuff, uh, let me know because I I got I got kind of an in with AR uh, rifle and pistol parts. You know, we'll uh, we'll get that taken hmm. care of. Roger that. Yeah, we'll talk off of off the air. Off the air after the recording has stopped, oh. um, which is going to be soon. And uh, Tommy, you're going to have to add in all your uh, closing arguments here, where you dish out all our uh social media stuff and emails and numbers and stuff like that because i don't have all that in front of me and uh you just do it so well and i want you to feel like you're a part of this podcast too so um have fun with that other than that uh thanks for listening guys and we'll talk to you next week (laughs) oh thanks for being on this too ryan i appreciate it oh yeah thanks for having me yeah always a good time Boy, was that a doozy. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for putting up with Ryan and Wilson and me chiming in. Uh, We want to thank MSR Arms for all their support. Make sure you go to msrarms.com and use offer code WTH5 for 5% off your entire purchase. And also go check out Thin Line Brewing. You know, uh, they got some to-go beers and some awesome swag. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon, Google Play, Pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts, we will be there. And we are on socialist media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Untapped. Untapped is where Wilson posts all those beautiful pictures of all the beers he tries. And we could also be contacted at 916-259-3030. Um, you could text that number as well. Or you could email us at therealwthshow at gmail.com. Thanks, everyone. Bye.